Blog Talk Radio. Hi, folks. This is Bennett Pomerantz, and this is Anything Goes. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of shows regarding authors and regarding a lot of topics, not just the coronavirus. And let's try to stay away from that if we can. There are a lot of topics around there. My guest tonight, oh, I, I've known this gentleman for decades. Uh, his name is Lindsay Downs. And good evening, sir. Good afternoon, Bennett. For me, it's afternoon in Texas. Uh, it's good to be back on it's the radio. Still it's still afternoon here. It's, it's still afternoon here, too. Uh-huh. So, uh, let me ask a very silly question. I know you have a new book, and I want to talk. I want to, yeah, I want you to tell them about this lovely book. Okay. Um, this book is called uh, Conspiracy Uncovered. Right now, it's available on all the Amazon websites for a pre order price of 90, 99 cents US. Different countries, of course, are going to have a different price. Uh, it releases on May 29th of this year, which is the 103rd anniversary of the birth of John Fitzgerald Kennedy, um, the 35th president of the United States. Uh, it will also be coming out in paper on the 29th for a retail price of $8.99. Um, you have a question, Bennett? Nope, not yet. <laughs> Um, I I'm enjoying I, I'm just enjoying hearing your your velvety fog voice. So I'm enjoying <laughs> it. I, let me start off by reading my author's forward to the book. Um, this will give you and the listeners an idea of what happened. In 1993, on the 30th anniversary of the assassination of the 35th President of the United States, John F. Kennedy, I was approached by Professor Richard Dean Jr. At first, I was a little apprehensive, but as the following story started to unfold, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I requested permission to record everything he and the others were telling me. Much to my amazement, he agreed. What you are about to read isn't my story, but theirs, told in their own words. After the last interview was recorded and transcribed, Professor Dean had one final request. He asked that I do not publish this story until the principal had died. Considering the great risk that individual could be in, I reluctantly agreed. I have received word that person had died of natural causes. So here is their story. Now, you can take the story for fact or you can take it for fiction. It's up to you, the reader, um, to decide which one it is. Um, on Amazon, it is listed under the following categories. Uh, historical thrillers assassination thriller, and political thriller and suspense. There's no fiction sub, you know, no fiction category or anything. It's, that's how the book is listed. So um, it's, not one of, it's kind of one of those books where reader beware. Um, what, to, what happened? Many, many years ago, now I'm going to say something. Many years ago, there was a book called Executive Action. And it also mm-hmm. told about the Kennedy assassination. They made it into a movie, which was also called Executive Action. It was not a docudrama or anything else. It was just a a wonderful um, book, and it was. And they made it into an interesting movie with um, I I forgot who Kurt played Russell. Kennedy, but it was, Kurt, was it Kurt Russell? Kurt, Kurt Russell. Was no, Kurt that's exactly. No, we no. That's executive action. There are so many movies named executive action. Yeah. That's the one with Steven Seagal and Kurt Russell and Halle Berry. Right. But this was this was also this was about Kennedy, and it was an yeah, amazing. So. It was an amazing movie, uh, more than a book, and. It, it, you know, executive action, executive. It was been called executive order, I know, but it was it was about the Kennedy assassination. Now, of course, I love my favorite 
conspiracy theory, and that's how some people think of it is. I always loved the trial of Lee Harvey Oswald, which was a mm. fictional attempt to put Oswald on trial. And well, you had Lee Harvey Oswald. It's interesting that you mentioned his name, uh, Bennett, because to back up what I was told, I read, and let me tell you, it was boring. The entire Warren Commission report. That was boring. And not one place in there could I find where any, anyone gave a reason why Lee Harvey Oswald took, shot President Kennedy. There was none whatsoever. There were comments about him, you know, about Oswald not liking America, um, and that's why he went to Russia. They ended up not liking Russia, so he comes back to America. Um, but no place in that report could I find where they could say this is the reason Lee Harvey Oswald killed President Kennedy. And from my research into killings and shootings and serial killers, um, I think for serial killers, there's no re- rhyme or reason. With a straight-out murder, which is what happened with Kennedy, there is usually a reason why the, the shooter or the killer um, takes the person's life. And there was nothing. And but the, um, the even problem, in my book, I point, I point that out. The problem with that theory, and I, and I agree it is a theory, the problem with that theory is that Oswald was a patsy. And he basically, how can I express it? He basically was, was, let me try to find because, a nice word. That, he, and he wanted to become famous, or, or you might want to call, say he wanted to become infamous by being the person who killed President Kennedy. And I, that's what happened. Um, my main, my, uh, the main person I spoke uh, that recorded, I recorded um, was the shooter, and Oswald knew it. Oswald knew he was being set up. And um, so then that's what happened. And so he ended up being the fall guy. Yeah, but is Oswald really the fall guy, or was it? And 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 I'm sure all the conspiracy theories. Uh, do you think it's CIA? Do you think it's FBI? Uh, you know, there are so many conspiracy theories about JFK. Mm-hmm. And what amazes um, me is there is. So much of it. Yeah. Now, as I what I what I ended up learning, um, if you'll bear with me a second, I'll call try to call it up. Um, I found that there was a uh, an, an organization um, that um, was behind everything. Um, are you talking the shadow conspiracy they had said to, that Oswald was part yeah, of? The one that actually um, that did uh, the um, the co- coordinated everything was the and I'm pardon I'm going to butcher the pronunciation Illum in Isimo, uh, uh which means enlighten, enlightenment. Um, and they're an organization that have been around that have been around for more than 500 years. Um, you mean the Illuminati? A lot of the, pardon? Not you mean the Illuminati? Illuminati. No, not the Illuminati, uh, but an organization similar to the Illuminati in the fact that they um, were the instigators of conflicts, um, wars, um, the elections of um, particular people to um, to high-ranking government positions. Um and they wanted Kennedy eliminated. And um, they what? did all the work, you know, and they paid for everything, just all laid out in my book, um, on how um, they came to um, be, uh, how, how they uh, arranged for the assassination and what they did. But, okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm a conspiracy theorist on Kennedy already. I, I, I know that there's so many conspiracy theories out there that scare me. 
because there there's so many there's so many people out there saying, you know, this group did it, this group did it, the FBI did it, the CIA did it, Jack Ruby, which is a CIA plant, did it, you know, there's so many people. Can we believe um, some of these conspiracy theories? That's up to the individual person. Um as a writer, I present the information, and um, even w- even with my fiction, uh, when I write uh, my f- fiction books, um, I present the story, and it's up to the reader to believe the story or not. You do have your last will and testament written now, right? I get everything, right? Yeah. Yep. Just making sure. I, I you know. <laughs> I had a I had a gentleman once. This is years ago. He was he was big and not not you, sir. But there was a gentleman that was so big on conspiracy theories, and uh, he was just he was so big on conspiracy theories that it, it scared me a little because he was he he you know. And he said, I even have my last will and testament written out. <laughs> and I was like, and and he had cancer, but he didn't know it yet. He had cancer and he um, died of cancer. Oh. But he's like, but it's like, it's an FBI conspiracy. The hospital gave you bad drugs or something. <laughs> Oh, I'm in pretty good health. That's all I'm checking. I'm checking. Yep. I want you to tell me. uh, That's that's. uh, I want you to start talking about some of your other books too, because it's been such a long time since you and I talked, and you had you've had a couple since we have had we've done a radio show. So I'd like to. Talk about a couple well, of your um, Excuse me. Um, what I, right now, I have the first book in a series. This one's a contemporary um, series. I'm out to an agent. Actually, several agents. I'm here waiting to hear back from them. Well, I have uh, the two main characters uh, um, are Army JAG officers, a captain and a lieutenant who happen to be married. Um, and they uh, not only handle the courtroom, but they also handle um, going after, you know, um, making sure that the right person or persons is brought to justice. Um, it's kind of along the lines of um, the old JAG TV series, if any of you out there remember it, and I'm sure you do, Brian. Um, and, um, but I've also got coming out in November of this year a um, – a Regency uh, book. Um, I was invited into this group and um, to write a Regency story set in England, obviously set in England during the Regency period um, of a uh, using a tragic character in literature. Um, and I thought it sounded very interesting. So I um, selected um, the, the book that I was going to read. I was going to, Based kind of my story on my book on, and I chose Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. Um, now that book will be releasing in November, um, but when I read the book, I was totally amazed how badly Hollywood at all butchered um, the Frankenstein story in, in movies. Totally, totally different in most aspects than the book. Um, Let's see, what have I got? I've got um, over on Amazon, um, I've got um, a lot of regencies that, I use, uh, that I've written. Um, but, yes, I do write different genres. I write um, regency romantic suspense. Um, I write historical, um, private eye, um, which is on one series, um, which is with a publisher now. I don't want to mention the name. Is um, features the... Uh, main character as a um, he's a 
private investigator in Los Angeles in 1940. Um, and that series goes up to um, 1944, 45 um, in England when the series ends. Got another series um, out with, um, which is a spinoff of that one, and where the majority of the stories, books take place in South Vietnam, 1964, 1965. And in both series, let me tell you, the research was unbelievable. And the things that I learned researching both of those series amazed even me. Um, The um, things like the attack on Pearl Harbor, I bring that into one of my um, books uh, a little bit because, and um, what I learned about that, um, but the battleship USS California, the skipper ground, um, intentionally ground um, the ship so submarines, Japanese submarines couldn't infiltrate the harbor. Um, things like that. Um, well, okay. Um, let, me, let me ask you a question here because this is from Josh. From Josh. And Josh says basically you 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 have a lot of books. Um, are they still publishing books these days, or or, or is it all ebook, or what is it? Um, some of my um, let me. I do have my so, uh, some of my regencies are in print through Amazon, um, so the, um, a reader can go over to, when they go over to Amazon they can um, get the print version of the book um, uh, besides ebook um, let me see um, beyond uh, on track okay no 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 um, I think I've got five or six that are in print um, besides ebook um, includes um, conspiracy uncovered Um now, let me ask you, since Conspiracy Uncovered is the newest one released, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. ask this straightforward. Do you find a publisher still wants to publish, not just you, anyone these days? Or have people really stopped reading or not stopped reading, tapered their reading down to bare minimum since they're caught at home? No, no. Um as a matter of fact, um, publishers still want books out there, um, and the genres are as many as you can think of. Um, I am periodically. I've been checking my Amazon sales on my uh, self-published books, and I am getting sales in not only the actual book itself, but also in pages read because all my books are on the Kindle Unlimited program. Um, and so I'm getting, you know, so people are, because they're staying home, people are reading maybe even more now than they used to before this thing invaded the United States, um, which is good. That the show, that they're reading, not that this thing invaded the United States. Yeah, that they're, like, right. that they're, okay. they're reading. What do you think? Do you think this will be over soon, or do you think that many will be reaping the benefits of um, uh, failure? But reaping the, um, I'm trying to find the right, nicer words to say. <laughs> but this country right now has, has never had a pandemic like this. They've had movies and TV shows and everything else, but this is a tragedy, what's happened to this country. Um, I really couldn't say. Um, I, uh, it, um, I tried to avoid, after the first couple of... Um, uh, 
news newscast on that I got out of my news feed. Um, I from then then on I tried to avoid um, anything about the virus, um, but you can't I can't help it because I'm I am seeing that they're talking about having um, this summer or this fall it might come back again once it tapers down um, to a, a much more controlled number of infections and deaths. Um, we survived, we, not only, when I say we, I'm talking, I'm saying the world survived the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic, and we will fight and survive this coronavirus pandemic. And we will come okay. out, and we will probably come out stronger for it. Well, you think that we're going to come out stronger, or do you think we're going to come out in a way weaker because they expect a second wave in yeah. six months. Well, I think we're going to, I don't think we're going to come out weaker. If any, if anything, we're going to stay the same as we were before going into the pandemic. The important thing to remember is now we know um, what to do. Um, washing our hands, um, wearing a mask when you go out in public, um, I mean, when I go to the grocery store, I wear I wear my mask, and I see. I would say ninety nine percent of the people in the grocery store are wearing masks too, um, for protection, and a lot of those people are wearing are also wearing gloves, um, and um, so we know now what to do: wash your hands, go out with, go out in public, wear gloves. Um, um, that's going to, you know, I mean, like, even though in Texas here, um, the um, stay at home has kind of been lifted, um, I'm seeing um, the same number of cars now when I go into town um, than I did when we had to stay at home. People are not going out to um, for, no, for no reason at all. When they go out, they have a reason to go out, like with me, um, to the grocery store or to physical therapy, and that's it. Go out, come back. And, um, that, you know, we've learned that. So, we, so when we do have, if we do, if we do, if and when we do have a second wave, everything that we've learned now will become second nature. Yeah, but do you find that's going to be strange for what we've already gone through? As far as? As far as, okay, being at home. I have over 6,000 movies, and, you know, know, there are a lot of things out there that I have already seen. And I can see again. We all can see it again. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm constantly re- re-watching movies and TV shows because I want to, because it's entertainment. Um, plus, also the fact, being a writer, I'm used to being stay-at-home um, and not spending hours out in, out, um, in town, um, going into town, coming back, doing, doing my thing in town, coming back, and writing. So for me, the stay at home was no hardship at all. Um, and that's the same I'm gathering from what I'm seeing, especially on Facebook, with um, all the other um, authors out there. That it's okay. So we got told we got to stay at home. Big deal. I do it anyways. Um, it's that simple. Um, and some places are. Um, Opening up or starting to open up a little bit. Um, restaurants and um, restaurants, movie theaters, and someplace else in Texas here. The governor said, okay, open up. But I'm still seeing a lot of them not open up, but they're offering either delivery or curbside. Um, well, because let me, they want let, me to ask work. A, let me ask a question here. Uh, do you think the film or entertainment industry is going to rebound or not? Um, 
Yes. Um, it may not rebound immediately, um, but it will rebound. It will take time for it to rebound. Um, I've noticed that a lot of I've seen um, news stories, you know, about a lot of movies um, that were supposed to be have already come out now or, or scheduled to come out in the early or in the summer are pushing their release date back to no, October, November, December. Um, so, um, yes, yeah, the movies will be coming out. It's not going to be this massive influx of movies at, um, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, you know, new movies coming out of Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, those prime times of the year. Um, we'll have the movies that are also ready to set to release. Those will be coming out. But then slowly other movies will come out. Um, and there might end up being, regrettably, um, we might see a lot more CGI in movies. Um, I guess they regrettably because that takes away from the movies. Um, but no, I think at some point TV and um, movie will we will be seeing the TV shows and we will be seeing new movies, not the ones that were already scheduled for all these that have been pushed back, but next year we'll be seeing they've new renewed But they've renewed most of the TV shows. Right. Because that's because they have faith that they'll be able to get out there and make a new show and make new episodes. But do you think they will? Come on. I don't, I don't think they will. Unless they do it. Go ahead. Pardon? Um, They've now got a. I cut They've got a a Corona nineteen test that only takes like a a drop of blood in a minute. Um, You know, before they, you know, when when people come, when actors, actors, and production people and stuff like that come on the set, each one of them gets the quick test. Then they go on so they, they can um, do their thing in front of the camera and or behind the camera. Um, we'll be seeing a lot more of that until this thing is dissipated down to zero. But do you think so, they're yeah. going to renew things like, I mean, they've renewed television shows. Like, yeah, I'm using examples like NCIS and NCIS Los Angeles, but... I think most of the stuff's going to be done in the studio, in in yeah. in a closed um, closed. Yeah, you're not going to have a lot of outside shots. You're going to have right. most of the stuff inside. And and with green screen, I mean, NC, the, the the original NCIS that's filmed in Los Angeles, and if they have a if they have a shot of D.C., that's either a stock shot or it's a green screen picture of right. something in D.C. But it's you know, but that whole show, along with New Orleans, New Orleans has to, New Orleans is shot in New Orleans on the streets of New Orleans because there's no way they can in Hollywood can they, they can they recreate the atmosphere of the French Quarter um, or a lot of a lot of New Orleans. Um, in CI, Los Angeles is. Um, Shot, you know, it's shot there. So, um, once again, they could use a lot of stock shots and um, green screen. Um, but you're not uh, going to have all the car cases and all the other things because everything's going to have to be in studio. Yeah. Whereas we're not more control than out in the public. Um, one of my favorite shows, Seal Team. Um, you know, that's that's shot in Los Angeles. They have the, the sets are someplace in Los Angeles or outside the limits, city limits of Los Angeles or whatever. You know, once again, the actors and actresses and, and production staff, you know, can be tested as they come on. Like I said, it could be tested as they come on. Come on, as they pass, they pass. Um, so yeah, TV is going to TV is going to continue. What's going to be interesting is sports. Do you expect TV to to be? Let me find a nicer way to say. TV. Do you think it's going to be the way it used to be, or you think they're going to try to uh, remember when they had that Mission Impossible debacle? Uh, they had not Tom Cruise's, but where 
they didn't have any scripts. Um, no, I don't remember that one. They they didn't have any scripts, and so Mission Impossible had Peter Graves and an Australian cast. I don't remember that one. To do, no. um, well, look at look it up. You'll, but they had an Australian cast: Jane Bad, uh, Bader, Bader, whatever, uh, Anthony Andrews, uh, Greg Morris. And they did Mission Impossible, suppose. And Peter Graves was still alive at that time. Uh-huh. So, I mean, do you think they're going to do that, too? I'm not sure. Um, I do remember the other night, Monday night, actually, um, watching an episode of All Rise, uh, an L.A. courtroom drama. Um, and that was all done with um, the, all the cast members using their smartphones or, or smart tablets and they were at their homes, and it worked kind of. Um, it was a little rough. It was the first time, I guess, that anybody ever tried it. But they had all the different cast members, you know, coming on and doing their parts. And um, but it kind of sort of worked. I don't see that in some shows like the NCIS series or SEAL Team or any of the action uh, action shows or um, crime dramas because of the difficulty of it but I do see it happening in some types of shows. Um, Jimmy Fallon does his from home. Um, same with... Um, Everybody does it from him. They're uh, all doing it from home. Was it all three is, all, is at home, yeah. Even the news reports nowadays. Uh, Nightline does it, does it at home. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you're getting people doing their shows... They're still doing their shows, but they're doing yeah. it at home. Or they're doing a steady I cam did, with... Uh... Go ahead. Um, they're even doing... Um, I, love, I love country music. Um, they're even um, doing... Um, having um, concerts or, or what have you, whatever you want to call it, at the Grand Old Opry in Nashville. Of course, there's no audience, but still being done. You're still... Um, and a lot of country uh, country art music artists are doing um, live feed, live broadcasts from their homes too. Um, so it's um, it's you know it's always possible um, to do it. Um, all you have to do is figure out how to do it, and um, you can do it. Um, do you think that, this will change? Do you think this will change on how we read books and how we watch television and watch movies? Um, yes, I think people are going to be turning more to um, books, especially from now through the summer, because there's not going to be anything new out to go to the movie theater for. Even if the movie theater is open and it's, you can only um, they're only allowed to have um, 25% of their posted occupancy um, in the theater at a time. Plus, they have to stay six feet apart minimum. You're going to have a lot of people, like I said, returning to books instead. Um, same, you know, they might have they might stay at home and watch a rerun on TV. But how many times can you watch an episode of Law and Order? Um, I don't know. I have all 20 seasons. (laughs) I don't know. I have have all 20 seasons. I've got, I've got, I watched watched all 20. I watched actually, I watched, I've watched on TV all 20 seasons, but then again, if there's a movie on, I'm going to watch the movie. Um, Because um, the one hour TV shows come around sooner. An episode of, one episode of a TV show comes around quicker, even if they're 456 episodes, than a movie will. Um, I mean, like right now, I've got, which right I do wrong button. Um, I'm watching an episode, I've got an episode of Law and Order, um, and it's um, COD, I don't know what that stands for. Oh, it's the last episode of, um, of Jerry Orbach. 
Um, I saw that. I saw this particular episode two weeks ago, and now they're running it again. So you know, it all depends. Um, yeah. They were running Mike the first season of Law and Order about a month ago. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, the pro okay. It's the same. You have you have the, the Kennedy book. What do you yeah. think Kennedy would have done with a situation like this? In Did you it? hear the question? Not not completely. What? Okay, I'm sorry. Your book is about President Kennedy. Okay. His assassination. His assassination. And his not assassination. About but what do you, I know? But what do you think? Do you think he would uh, stand for this, or do you think he would change things, or what? If he was still in office. Um, not him personally, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's a tough one. I, I do know from um, research to make the back because uh, I wanted to back everything up that I was told. Um, that after the assassination, they did make some drastic changes in how they go about uh, protecting the president when he's not at the White House and when he goes out on the when he does a road trip, and that's um, and that over the years has um, got has increased um, in the um, preparation for when the president visits the city. Um, and um, the exact and the actual um, physical president presence of the, the president. Um, I mean, like uh, President Barack Obama was the, he got uh, he he walked during, at his inauguration. He walked with his wife the um, the motorcade route. Um, you know that kind of years ago, twenty or thirty years ago, that wouldn't have been allowed. Um, he would have been in um, the, uh, the the car, presidential limousine with a bubble top, which they did. Um, it shows you the improvement in the um, Secret Service and the FBI and um, other agencies, um, along with the police departments and the cities, um, in the uh, protection of the president. Um, it was almost um, the way... In 1963, it was almost um, a given that somebody would be able to take a shot at the president, no matter if it's Kennedy or Johnson or even going back to Eisenhower um, or forward to Nixon. Um, Well, Nixon, I I guess he was better protected. Um, But the protection of the president was was not as tight as it is now and not as tight as it was right after the assassination of Kennedy um, when Johnson took office. But do you think that, okay, do you think that the office is protected now because Pence and uh, everybody doesn't wear masks and they should? Um, That I... um, I mean, Kennedy, I bet, would have wore a mask. Oh, yeah. At a drop of a hat. He would have been the first one in this country to put a mask on. Um, But um, I um, don't know. From what what I've read, which um, uh, the president and vice president get tested daily. Um, And anybody who comes in close contact with the president and vice president, even if they were tested yesterday, they get tested again today. and I happened to catch where one of um, the president's um, – I did hear one button um, – uh, personal staff had um, tested positive. Um, and they can't find it. Uh, but, you know, he tested positive. So, yeah, um, there's going to be – there's a tightening down um, of security, even viral security. Um, on the pre- you know, on the president, the vice president. Um, well, which is necessary. Let's talk, Liza. I'm I'm not trying to get overly political, but do you think 
this is a shot in the arm to uh, the president we have now or to future presidents about safety? Um, uh, uh, I really don't know. Because, okay, we have, we have a president that is on the air 24-7 almost. And I'm not trying to be funny. But, you know, everybody is now on the video. They they, they videos yeah. and and things like that rather than doing campaign tours. Yeah. Um, it's definitely going to affect um, this election. Um, on how the uh, how President Trump and the uh, Democratic nominee, um, which is possibly looking like it's going to might be um, former Vice President uh, Joe Biden, um, get out to meet and greet the people. Um, there's none of. But do you think they will? Um, I don't know. Um, I have no idea what's going on in the minds of the political um, machine, um, shall we say, um, how um, Trump's organization is, how, how they're going to try to get him out to meet and greet the people. And the same thing with Joe Biden, how his organization is going to get him out to meet and greet. They may not be able to. They may be able to go and do a speech live someplace, um, but then afterwards there will be no meet and greet. The uh, the, the president or the, um, Joe Biden or whoever is giving the speech will then be shuffled off into um, a limousine or a bus and then taken back to wherever. Um, okay, but let's, let's go now, back to your book for one second. Okay. Let's go back to your book for a second. Uh, if, and this is, uh, this is not trying to sound far-fetched, but if, say... This was happening in 63. Of course, we're not, we're more savvy now. But if it was happening in 63, would it be more detrimental or what? Um, If it happened in 63, you wouldn't see, as you mentioned earlier, um, uh, President Kennedy would have worn a mask um, Mm -hmm. for, for protection along with um, the First Lady. Um, and the, um, the route that he took from the airport to the restaurant where we could be having, having um, the lunch would have been different. There would have been no slowing down through parts of Dallas um, where the people were lining the streets so, uh, cheering and waving him on. There would have been none of that. It would have been from the airport to the hotel, from the hotel back to the airport, probably all done by air. There wouldn't have been any limousine, you know, there wouldn't have been any limousine. Um, right. And, um, of course, obviously that would have then protected the president for the most part, but I can think of a thousand ways to take, in 1963, to take down a helicopter. <laughs> That's what the, well, like also right in the military. Well, too, like, so. you see, now you have... Um, that was well, speculative fiction. You could basically see that's your next book, right? No, actually, not really. that. Maybe something like that, maybe way down the road. Right now, I'm working on a uh, the first book and hopefully a series um, about serial murders. Okay. Let let me get let's get a recap of, of some of the lovely things you're gonna be doing for the next couple of months so I get my bookshelf filled, right? Okay. May twenty ninth, a, a conspiracy uncovered is releases an ebook for two ninety nine. Right now, if you go and pre order the book, ladies and gentlemen, you will only be paying ninety nine cents for it. Um also on May 29th, the print version of Conspiracy Uncovered will be released. Um, Remember, I want my May, gallery copy. You got it. Um, okay. You got to buy the print copy. Um, okay. The um, in on May uh, in November, um, and I'm not quite sure of the date. 
Um, but if you'll hang on a second, I will look it up. Um, calendar. Uh, November. On uh, um, November 6th, um, the, I'll have my Regency based on my version of um, Frankenstein. That book is called The Monster Within, The Monster Without. Um, we'll be releasing in ebook and print. Um, and for the time being, let's go back to Maine. Um, that's pretty much, um, I do have, I don't, because of the virus, everything with the publisher that I have the two books with is slow. Um, so I have no idea, I have no um, that definite idea when any book is, when those books are going to be released because of, um, because of the pandemic. Um, so I can't give you any dates or anything like that on them. Um, I've got um, a, a lot of um, books up on Amazon um, for sale, and I did count it up. I do, and this is for the gentleman who asked the question if there are any print books. I do have 10 of the books, Regency books, in print if um, anybody would like to buy a copy. Um, let's go to Amazon. Are they on audio and, uh, as well? Pardon? No, Are they on audio as well? No. Um, I haven't. I really don't know that much about audio, so I'm kind of staying away from um, release putting a book up on audio. Um, in the future, I may consider it, but um, I can't say for sure. I think this one, this new one, needs to go out on a, on audio. It is that good. What I've read about things, sample chapters and other things, it is that good. Well, I may look into it. Um, uh, you know, look now, into the cost of it. Let me let me ask you. And this is uh, we have always had a conspiracy on how Kennedy died. Mm-hmm. How he was assassinated. Um, do you think you're perpetuating? I don't say the myth, but perpetuating the the um, the the uh, another. I'm trying to find a nice way to say it. Uh, you know, Kennedy is basically a myth, even though <laughs> most kids know who he is, you know, his assassination and everything else has been the subject of TV movies and books and, and, um, you, but films. Um, I've asked, um, uh, 20 and 30 year olds who live in Texas. Does the, does November 22nd, 1963 at 1230 PM mean anything to you? And I have gotten negative responses time after time after time. I don't know if they're not teaching it in school anymore, or if they're teaching it, you know, going past, you know, past, you know, brushing past it, and the, and they're forgetting about it, or what? I know to this day where I was on that day and that time in Texas when I was living in Connecticut at the time. So 12.30 Texas time would have been 1.30 Connecticut time. I was on the soccer field at an intramural soccer game when I, was, when I found out that the president had been killed. And people, of my, you know, people of our generation are going to remember that. The younger kids, you know, the 20s and 30-year-olds, they may not know about the assassination. So, well, um, then, uh, do you think this is a landmark that should be remembered? And why is that? Um, I, my the person who I recorded and spoke with talks about that and talks about that, and I put it in the book. It basically boiled down to um, certain people did not like the way Kennedy was running the Vietnam War. They wanted to, they wanted to go a different route than what he wanted. But for more specifics, you'd really have to read the book because I'd rather not. Um, I, hey, I'm, I understand. 
Uh, let me, while we have a little time left, I want to make sure. Next week, next, yes, next week, I'm going to be around next week, I promise. Uh, Elizabeth Black will be my guest. And believe me, she, not that Lindsay is not prolific, but, you know, she is a radio talk show host with Marsha Casper Cook and, and of course, uh, you know, and other things. And Lindsay's going to be back in October with me. I don't know when yet. We're going to get there because I want to get right before there with the new Frankenstein book and everything else. But um, as I said, Elizabeth Black is next week. And it'll be, we we have a big slate coming up of a lot of name guests. Now, I will say something. Elizabeth Black is an absolutely fantastic lady. <clears throat> I know that too. I've known her for 20, no, I won't go that far. But the one thing about some of the guests we have upcoming, you either get two schools of thought. You get one school is like, it's great, and but I'm homeschooling or I'm doing this or I'm doing that. Or another one is, what time can I come? So, you know, it depends on what time they want to do a show. And as I said, we have a lot of people coming on between now and October. So you'll be surprised in some of the guests we have upcoming. And anybody wants to email me and or uh, drop me a line, I will tell you who we have upcoming. We have, as I said, we get through October, and it's just May. So May, June, July, August, September, October. You're talking about six months. So we've got six months' worth of shows. And, yes, we are taking off for Christmas, so because that's what I want to do. And But we're going to have a lot of shows every Thursday, same bad time, same bad channel. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I remember that. Oh, come on. You know that one, too. Oh, yeah. But, oh, I know. And what I... I, You know, splattered on the screen when Batman was hitting the penguin or um, the Joker and stuff like that, and vice versa. Oh, yeah. Those are good old days of TV. They, yeah, but the thing is, they don't have good old days. I would love to see your book as a docudrama. You know, oh. it could be done. Oh, yeah. If somebody, if a TV or movie producer is interested, they're more than willing to uh, contact me. Um, you can get me. I'm on Facebook. Um, Lindsay Downs. I've also got Lindsay Downs dash author on Facebook as my page, um, and um, you can um, get me through um, Amazon. So I'm available if any if any oh, TV producer. He's available. The only thing is, I get final say on the script and the car- and the actors. That's all I got. That's yeah. Yeah, that's, my, that's only my condition. For the size, a hell of a lot of money. Final 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 script and actor and actresses. Is, um, who just, who would you who would you want to play Kennedy? No one, because he doesn't appear in the book. But this is name. I know, but you gotta use something. No, in there. Only his name appears in the book. I do not have. Kennedy, the physical presence of Kennedy in the book, just his name. But who would you recommend, not for Kennedy, but for the the book itself? For the main characters? Yes. Um, like, I, like, like I said, um, Kennedy doesn't show up in the book at all. Um... um for um, Professor Dean and his wife, okay, there. Um, 
I really haven't thought about it that much. Um, Professor Dean is in his and his wife are both in their thirties, so um, and there's no action, you know, there's no action on their part really. Um, uh, but I really don't know. Um, I don't um, even though she's known for her action. Um, maybe for uh, Nancy Dean, um, uh, Scarlett uh, Johansson. Um, Johansson. Yeah. And um, uh, for Richard, um, I'm not sure. Um, for um, maybe I'm prejudiced. Other... I would I would want somebody like a Linda Carter. Who? I would like uh, someone like a Linda Carter. Okay. Uh, I would like I would like um, the professor. I would like him. Dare I say it, Scott Bakula? From Quantum uh, Leap, no, or and Scott, Scott, no, Scott Bakula is too old. In his face, you know, his face shows the lines of too old. Um, the, the Richard Dean is, like I said, he's in his mid thirties. Um, uh, yeah, but they could always Captain take America. in the I can't think of his name right now. Um, the person who plays Captain Which America. Which one? I, I, there, are, there are too many Captain yeah. Americas. The Avengers and the Avengers series. Oh, the Avengers. I, um, I don't know. I really don't. I really, I do, I don't know. I would like Robert Downey Jr., but he's too old too. By your, yeah. by your theory. Um, how about Paul Rudd from the Avengers as well? He was, he's young. Uh, He's the one yeah. in Man. But I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, and who would you, and who would you want for Frankenstein? For your Frankenstein book in in the in the Actually, once 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 again, Bennett, um, Frankenstein does not appear in the book at all. Um, it's a it's a very it's a variation on the theme of the Frankenstein book, where I've got the where I've got the characters. Um, Chris Evans for uh, for the professor, for Professor Dean. That's who I'd want for Professor Dean. Going back to that. Well, um, but once again, like I said, Frank, um, Frankenstein does not appear as with um, a, a conspiracy uncovered. Kennedy does not appear in the book, but in name only. And in the movie Frank, in the book Frankenstein, um, he doesn't appear in the book at all either. Um, at the um, there is, um, if I can find it. Take it through. Um. At the end of um, A Monster Within, A Monster Without, I do have an homage to um, uh, Mary Shelley and Frankenstein, um, where um, the main female character uh, makes reference to the book um, that her husband had brought back from London for her to read. Um, But other than that, there's no reference to the actual um, Frankenstein and Frankenstein himself is not the monster. Victor is the monster in the book, not Frankenstein. Well, Victor was always a monster. <laughs> yes, that's, that's my everybody, that's my everybody, everybody, thinks, everybody thinks that the, the, mon- the monster Frankenstein is the monster. He's not. It's Victor um, Frank, uh, who is the monster. But like I said, in the in the book, um, I, all I have is just an homage to um, uh, Mary Shelley and the book. Um, that's all. The end of the book. Well, it is right now about a couple minutes till five, and I'm gonna. I I love this. We're gonna be doing this 
you know, in October. I don't know when, but we'll do this in October again. Lindsay will be back. And I will see you guys all next week. Be safe. Be sane. Fly right. And stay inside. God bless. Good afternoon. It's been a pleasure being on your show again. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye.